Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with your host, executive editor of Newsbusters, Tim Graham. Hello and welcome as we suddenly discover in these United States of America, the so-called network news operations have at least temporarily discovered we have an immigration crisis. At ABC, George Stephanopoulos furrowed his brow and said, President Biden takes on Republican leaders as the immigration crisis intensifies. What? There's a crisis? I think we all remember a few months back where the Associated Press, I believe it was the AP, was talked out of using the word crisis, or maybe it was Politico. We will not be using the word crisis now, that is, can be a, a, obviously a biased word or a judgmental word or a political word, but you know, when you suppress it, that's also political. So Ron DeSantis committed a stunt. Uh, he sent about 50 Venezuelan illegal migrants on a plane to Martha's Vineyard. Now, we all know how the liberal media is going to react, starting with Nantucket Joe Scarborough and his wife. Which wife is it now? Second? Third? I lose track. So did he. Um, the uh, Actually, Joe and Meek, I think, tried to play it a little straighter, knowing where they stand on wealthy enclaves off the coast of Massachusetts. Uh, but it was a big story. ABC and CBS and NBC's Nightly News all reported on DeSantis on Thursday night. Actually, NBC Nightly News led with this, and this is extraordinary because they have not wanted to cover the border. Just a few weeks ago, a study by our own Scott Whitlock found on five different months, these ABC, CBS, and NBC newscasts combined managed 10 minutes or less of border coverage. They got through, I mean, do the math on this, 30 minutes a night, subtract a few commercials, 30 days, 30 minutes a night, they're trying to manage to do 10 minutes. I mean, I think that we're under 1% of news is immigration. In three other months, they had no minutes on immigration. So in five months, they had 10 minutes or less. In another three months, they had zero minutes. We put that on the Newsbusters Twitter next to David Harsiani and said, who said, it can't be lost on the average voter that there was a lot more angry coverage of 50 migrants in Martha's Vineyard than millions overwhelming southern border towns. Bingo! Ding, ding, we have a winner. He added, the minute even a small fraction of what those border towns deal with every day is brought to their front door, they all of a sudden go berserk. Now, they weren't going berserk necessarily over the 50 migrants. They all wanted to pretend to be, oh, yes, we're, we're loving, compassionate people. That's who we are. They were upset because of where DeSantis sent them. And because they knew that the conservative media and conservative Twitter would love it. So for the flavor of what we got on the morning shows, let's review what Curtis Hauk was digging up today. ABC's Mary Bruce. Good morning, George. This is an audacious stunt. 
Okay, it's true. This is a stunt, and it's audacious in getting right in the liberal media's face. But it's also making a serious point. And when they allowed two sentences from DeSantis in a soundbite, there's a point, which is border states are spending millions and millions and millions of dollars, state dollars, taking care of these people that are pouring across the border. And he was basically saying, we're going to share the burden. You know, does Massachusetts have a lot of people coming over the border from Mexico? You know, every state that's not a border state doesn't see as much of it. You know, it's, it's really easy to be uh, righteous about immigration in, in my old Wisconsin. You know, not a lot of people coming across the We're upset enough about people coming over the border from Illinois or Iowa. Yike! <laughs> but this is designed to upset people like Gail King. You know, she parties with the Obamas at their mansion at Martha's Vineyard. This morning, Gail, who's a big donor to the Democrats, to the Obamas, to everything Oprah likes... She was helpfully framing the Democrat hot take on DeSantis and what he did with, well, she calls them asylum seekers. Isn't that interesting? This is the new term of art. They're all seeking asylum. Let's all pretend that they're all persecuted in their homelands instead of coming from countries that are just plain poor. They were sent to Martha's Vineyard without notice, victimized. They didn't even know where they were going. Well, they were still in America, in a rather nice corner of America. Gail King acknowledged that. But this is the way it came out this morning. We're going to begin, though, this morning with a growing fallout from what Democrats say is just a political stunt by Republicans. Using migrant lives, they say, as props. We're talking about the dozens of asylum seekers flown to Martha's Vineyard without notice. And in some cases, they didn't even know where they were going. They were sent from Texas by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who says he's just making a point about America's immigration policies. Elaine Cajano is on Martha's Vineyard with more on the story. For the record, Gail King added Texas Governor Greg Abbott should be on their enemies list. Republicans continue to use migrants to score political points against Democrats as around 100 people are bused to Vice President Kamala Harris's home. Yes, another stunt audacious, trolling the Democrats. At least NBC, in their various iterations of the story on NBC and MSNBC and NBC News Now Streaming, is using and reusing Kamala Harris absurdly telling Chuck Todd, the border is secure. And now Corrine Jean-Pierre, when pressed at the White House, has to say, we agree, the border is secure. Everyone knows that's nonsense. Over on NBC, Savannah Guthrie led off with humanitarian crisis. Emergency shelters opened on Martha's Vineyard after Florida's governor sends dozens of migrants there on private jets. Oh, yes, dozens. She makes it sound like it was hit by a hurricane. It wasn't really a humanitarian crisis. It was, oh, we have some people here. You, you had these photos of, uh, of migrants, you know, with some chintzy discounted Rice Krispies uh, at a table. One of them was wearing a notorious RBG t-shirt. We're guessing that didn't come from Venezuela. Just a guess. 
Uh, you know, and then there was just what they didn't really say to you this morning on the Friday morning shows was these people will all be put on buses and evacuated from this place as soon as we can make it happen. They're going to joint base Cape Cod. We're getting them removed. <laughs> well, then the uh, NBC said dozens of migrants from Venezuela are caught in a fierce political fight. Over immigration, yes, they're caught in a crossfire of some sort. They're always victims. They're never aggressive. They're always put upon. Then we have the clip of Biden marking Congressional Hispanic Heritage Month, denouncing the Republicans. It's un-American. It's reckless. Um, I hate to be technical, Mr. President, but do you know in this equation, in this dispute, what un-American is? I know what it is. It's called people who come across the, uh, the border who are not from America. They are the most un-American piece of this puzzle. You know, they want to pretend that, you know, they're all going to drag out their uh, Statue of Liberty poems. Yeah, we're all about welcoming the, the, all the people coming across the border from other countries. You know... I heard uh, Jason Miares, who's the new attorney general of Virginia, uh, on the Larry O'Connor show, and he made a point that I think the media always miss. And that is we judge American immigration policy by a standard of perfection, and we don't tend to compare it to the immigration policies and standards and practices of other countries. We could start with Mexico. Mexico... Not, they don't love the migrants to Mexico. You know, a lot of countries do not take well to immigration. And America is one of the most welcoming countries on the planet. And certainly by sheer numbers, there's no question, we accept the most migrants. Millions. And yet, you know, to watch Savannah Guthrie and Gail King or whatever, this, you know, we're, we're living in a terrible country where Republican governors are moving the pawns around the board. Yeah, let's go back to, uh, oh, then Biden said this. This is what really killed me. Now, they didn't use this on the NBC story, but he went on from the un-American and reckless to suggesting that they have an orderly, humane process of immigration. Now, does that sound accurate? It sounds like the border is secure. They have a humane process. And then he said, Republicans should not interfere with the process. Hey, dummy, stop saying stupid stuff. How can the governors of Texas or Arizona or Florida not be involved with the immigration process? It's like he doesn't realize there's such a thing as federalism, that there's such a thing as state governments who can't afford to pay for all of the education and health and welfare costs of immigrants pouring across the border by the thousands. To say that Republicans shouldn't be involved in the process basically makes you sound like an authoritarian. You know, we could break out the old CNN spin on this. We'll get to more of that later. Uh, last night, Kevin Tober on the case. He was ready to go. I'd say he was there with bells on, but he didn't have any bells at his booth there. Uh, here again, Mary Bruce. They loved Gavin Newsom. That was a big thing last night. Mary Bruce. 
Today, California Governor Gavin Newsom was blunt, tweeting, What DeSantis and Abbott are doing isn't clever. It's cruel. Newsom asking the Justice Department to investigate these inhumane efforts to use kids as political pawns. Yeah, it's cruel and inhumane to, to fly people to Martha's Vineyard. Huh? I mean... They're just so used to saying that everything the Republicans do is cruel and inhumane. They apply it to everything. Being against killing babies, cruel and inhumane. Oh, I thought killing the babies was cruel and inhumane. Pardon me. But I just take exception to this whole idea that they're going to say, well, the, the immigrants are pawns. Okay, maybe they're, yes, they're bit players in this play. But the reality is they're the ones, they're aggressors. I'm sorry. They're the ones that are marching into this country by the thousands. And when they get here, the media treats them like, poof, what do you need? Poof, what do you need? Oh, these people need jobs, and these people need food, and these people need clothes. Like, they're the most entitled people in America, and they're not even from here. You know, we love the idea of somebody saying, I love America, I want to immigrate to America, I want to work hard and earn my keep. We have a lot of people who come to America the right way as naturalized citizens and they grip their little flags and love this country and that's fine. What I don't like is this whole idea of, yes, what about people who are, you know, scraping by on low salaries, working two jobs maybe, and then it's like, excuse me, I'm going to take some of your money and give it to the guy that just walked in from Venezuela and you're not allowed to be upset about that. Over on CBS Evening News, anchor Nora O'Donnell sneered, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is under fire for using taxpayer dollars to organize flights of asylum seekers to Martha's Vineyard. There it is again. Asylum seekers, not illegal aliens, illegal immigrants. They don't even like immigrants. It's Now it's migrants. But now apparently the term of art is asylum seekers. Yeah, they're just going to pretend everybody here is oppressed and in danger of being killed. doesn't matter if that's true or not. It doesn't matter if they apply for asylum and then don't show up for hearings because they're already in the country. And, but just the, the weird part is DeSantis using taxpayer dollars. Well, he has to use taxpayer dollars to take care of these aliens. So then he's using taxpayer dollars to send them to someone else. Yes, again, Nora O'Donnell's just mad they're being sent to Massachusetts. Don't send them to blue states. Blue states don't tax people. <laughs> you know, come on. You know, it, it, it really does suspect you'd say, well, why wouldn't blue states be welcoming to illegal aliens? Blue states are blue states. They assume every immigrant's going to vote for the Democrats. Why is it a danger? And this is where you start to think, well, if we're all going to put our conspiracy theory hat on, no, we want the illegal Im immigrants to come in and get citizenship in the red states and flip them blue. That's the plan. We don't need them. In, in Massachusetts, we're all good. You need to take them. They're in Florida. You're going disturbably red over there. We've got to fix it. Yet CBS also touted Gavin Newsom's threats. Nor O'Donnell. The backlash comes as the Democratic governor of California, Gavin Newsom, is asking the Justice Department to pursue kidnapping charges against Republican governors who are sending migrants to Democratic-run cities. 
See here again, you know who's cruel and inhumane? Mayors of Democratic-run cities with huge murder rates. That's never seen as, oh, your compassion seems to be a problem. It's not exactly, you're not showing compassion to people who are being shot in the middle of the night. We're not going to report that on uh, news. We're not going to report on the deaths every weekend in Chicago because Chicago's a Democrat-run city, and, well, we just don't want to underline these sorts of things. But the whole idea, we're going to pursue kidnapping charges. Kidnapping. I don't know anybody who's a kidnapper who takes a person and puts them on a flight to another state. Does that sound like kidnapping to anyone? Why is Nora O'Donnell supposed to be a smart person? Why is she just reporting this like it's not idiotic? There was this kind of stuff all over Twitter coming from media people. MSNBC host Chris Hayes called DeSantis, etc. Deeply, deeply sick and dehumanizing to fling human beings somewhere vindictively. Fling? It's called Fly. And then we had this guy, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. I should call him up and ask. Asawin Subsang of the Daily Beast, who tweeted, The hurling migrants at liberal cities and towns thing is narrowly funny in a meta way, only because it's premised on the assumption that everyone is as xenophobic and cold-hearted as the governors and officials doing the hurling. So they're flinging them and they're hurling them. Somehow Chris Hayes and this guy, Swin, Swin24 is his Twitter account, think they're putting the migrants in a catapult and fling them like it's a Monty Python movie. Then, of course, there's the JFK Library, or I like to call it the John Adulterous Kennedy Library, because you've always got to take the Kennedys down the peg. The JFK Library is comparing DeSantis to segregationists. Yes, this is taxpayer-funded liberal trolling because the Kennedy Library and Museum receives an annual federal appropriation for building maintenance and pays a portion of their personnel costs. This was the tweet. To embarrass northern liberals and humiliate black people, Southern White Citizens Council started their so-called reverse freedom rides, giving black people one-way tickets to northern cities with false promises of jobs, housing, and better lives. So they're comparing Ron DeSantis sending Venezuelans to Martha's Vineyard to basically the Klansmen sending Negroes, as they called them in the headline on this thing, with one-way tickets to northern cities. You know, the, the liberals are so gross. They think they're so smart, and this isn't smart at all. Speaking of Kennedys, Maria Shriver, longtime veteran of NBC before she became the embarrassed wife of Arnold Schwarzenegger, tweeted, Ron DeSantis, Greg Abbott, I've heard people say they like these guys because they are tough and they don't care about political correctness. These men are bullies. These men are in the stunt business. This is not leadership. I just had to get involved. I quote tweeted over that and said, neither of them left a woman to drown in his car. You should probably sit this out. There's just something funny about, oh, they're putting the Venezuelans on a bus in Edgartown. Oh, what happened in Edgartown? Oh, 
Yes, there was that Chappaquiddick thing where Ted Kennedy drove a woman off a bridge and left her to drown and then showed up for breakfast the next day in Edgartown pretending nothing happened. Yeah, the Kennedys. They get to lecture about who's a bully. Bullying is what the Kennedys did. And the media, well, you didn't have to bully the media. They had them at hello. That is not the grossest analogy. That, that's getting somehow to the Holocaust. Okay? So on New Day, morning host John Berman, soon to be removed so they can put Don Lemon in there, was interviewing Ken Burns, the omnipresence on PBS, with all of his profound documentaries that you're supposed to like. And if you'd never watched them, you're supposed to like him anyway. He's a national treasure, don't you know? John Berman turns to him. He's got a new six-hour series coming on the Holocaust and America. And, of course, John Berman has to say, now, this is not a parallel, a one-for-one in any way, but DeSantis and the Holocaust, some of the same themes. This is history. All of your documentaries are about history. Yeah. But all of them also make you think about where we are now. And we woke up to the news this morning that Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida sent two plane loads of migrants uh, to Martha's Vineyard off the coast of Massachusetts, including kids and whatnot. And I'm not saying this is not a one-for-one. This is not a parallel here in any way. But it does address some of the same themes that are part of this documentary. Well, it's the abstraction of human life. It's basically saying that you can use a human life that is as valuable as yours or mine or Lynn's and to put it in a position of becoming a political pawn in somebody's authoritarian game. This is the uh, coming straight out of the authoritarian playbook. CNN loves when you start talking about the Republicans in the authoritarian playbook. It's what they do. It's their bread and butter. It's their bacon and eggs at New Day. But I'm sorry, you don't get to say, I flew some migrants to Martha's Vineyard. It's the Holocaust. That's moronic. That's not pants on fire. It's just, it's beyond pants on fire. It's like you should be, your facts were vaporized or something. I mean, why do they stink so bad at historical analogies? And liberals will say, oh, we're the smart people. We're more intelligent and nuanced than you. And when you do something we don't like, we compare you to the Holocaust. Now, you know, I know everybody's supposed to love Ken Burns. I would just like to say... I was on a congressional panel with Ken Burns back in 1999. And if I didn't think he was a pompous idiot back then, I learned pretty quickly he is an incredibly pompous human being. He sat there that day on the panel. We were two seats apart and proceeded to talk about how, you know, people wrote him letters about his documentary on baseball and it just saved their lives, blah, blah, blah. Get over yourself. You know, they had that episode of MASH where Hawkeye, like, taught some Koreans to tell Frank Burns, Frank Burns eats worms. Well, I use that on Ken Burns because he annoys me. Ken Burns eats worms. That's what happens when he comes on TV. Um, You know, and speaking of the Kennedys, you know, Ken Burns is such a hardcore Democrat that when Ted Kennedy was still alive, he made this puketastic film for the Democratic Convention about what a wonderful champion of humanity Ted Kennedy was. So, again, 
Ted Kennedy actually let a woman drown. He doesn't get to be better than DeSantis and Greg Abbott, you know? Obviously, Greg Abbott, if he was a Democrat and you picked on him, they'd all say, oh, you hate the disabled. (laughs) You know, that would happen. Then there was this line. We're going to switch to religion. Yeah, the liberals got up in their high horse and started talking about how DeSantis and Abbott aren't Christians. Now, again, let's acknowledge this is a stunt. This is owning the libs. It is. You know, are they playing with these migrants' lives? Okay. But the fact of the matter is, again, these people knew what... I sound like uh, the part of an airplane. They knew what they were doing when they got in the airplane. I say, let them crash. No, but the... (laughs) These people came across from some... If if they came over from some horrific hellhole, and you're not allowed to say that, are you? Donald Trump wasn't allowed to say these countries were hellholes. But when they always call them asylum seekers, aren't they implying they're coming from a terrible place? So it sounds kind of ludicrous when these people come from an allegedly terrible place and then Corrine Jean-Pierre stands in front of the White House briefing room and says, you know, these people deserve better than Martha's Vineyard. (laughs) Sit down. You're embarrassing yourself. But that's her job, I guess, is to be embarrassing. So we talk about Christianity. Now, yes, we understand that as Christians, the Bible tells us to welcome the alien and the refugee. Okay, so yes, usually a lot of churches are very involved in this all across the country. We'll try to take in, you know, refugees from Afghanistan, you know, and they don't say, I'm sorry, we're not bringing the Muslims in here. We're only bringing the Christians from Afghanistan. They don't do that. You know, churches all over the country are active in in working with immigrants and refugees. But you still, again, need to make the point that there are two kinds of immigrants. There are immigrants who come across the right way, and there are immigrants that don't. And you know what? These people that all prance around about Christianity never really consider that the Bible says, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's. And we might be able to interpret that and say, doesn't the illegal immigrant realize they're sort of stealing into this country? And when they take, take goods from other people, you know, they're kind of stealing. You know, again, the news media and the liberals arrive at this assumption that the illegal immigrant is always virtuous. The illegal immigrant is always sort of victimized and and, and sympathetic figure. This is why, you know, the conservative media, they all say, well, they all pitch the illegal aliens as murderers and drug dealers. Well, that's because illegal immigrants are both. There are some that are virtuous and there are some that are murderers and drug dealers. But this is why the liberal media will say, well, we're not covering the murders and the drug dealers. We're just going to not acknowledge that that's a reality because it ruins our narrative. That maybe there's a reason to actually vet people and say, you can come in and you can't. So, you know, Christianity, it should be important to Christians, but you always wonder, you know, when the, when the liberals start prancing around about this, I always want to say, and where do you go to church on Sunday? Let's take Stan Van Gundy, basketball coach, tweets, quick question for the conservative Christians. Who better fit your vision of Jesus, Ron DeSantis, who used 50 migrants as pawns to make a political point, or the people of Marta's Vineyard? Yeah, he said Marta's. He left the H out. The people of Martha's Vineyard who welcomed and fed them, clothed them, and gave them shelter. Again, 
this sounds kind of hilarious, when they put them on buses within about a day. You can have a bowl of discount Rice Krispies and off you go. Christian, you know, and so, yes, I think we all understand that owning the libs, right, doesn't sound like something Christians should want to do. It's the same thing on Twitter. You're always challenged as a tweeter. Now, when you said that thing to Maria Shriver about her uncle leaving a woman to die, was that Christian? Okay. You know, you got to think those things through. Uh, on the other hand, you just, again, you, you just, sometimes it's so annoying. You know, you know why people want to own the libs? Because they're so self-righteous. They think that conservative Christians are self-righteous. I don't want to be self-righteous. I'd like to be righteous. But you got to be humble. You got to say what comes best for me comes through my, my parents it comes through the Holy Spirit. It, it, it's not it coming all from me. God gave me certain talents, and God gave me tendencies that are annoying, like, you're so loud. But, it, you know, yeah, I'm not going to accept lectures on Christianity from people who, you know, who are basically lining up with the People's Republic of Massachusetts. Yes, who's more, quick question for the conservative Christians, who better fits your vision of Jesus, Ron DeSantis or Planned Parenthood? I mean, this is this, these people, you know, they, they, what are you going to do? Now, final point, this is actually an interesting point and it underlines how the media are basically Democrat enablers. Fox reporter Bill Malugin, who is on the border on a regular basis, tweeted, the Democrat-led city of El Paso, Texas, has been sending its own buses of migrants to New York City and just approved up to a $2 million contract for 16 months to bus even more migrants out of town. They are also requesting federal reimbursement to bus these immigrants out of Texas. El Paso, however, is not being criticized. Yes, because it's the Democrat-led city of El Paso. David Marcus at The Federalist noticed, you know, CNN's Miguel Marquez was on the scene on Martha's Vineyard. They got reporters up there, the networks. For two years, residents of Del Rio, Texas, have dealt with thousands of migrants every day. Fifty arrive in Martha's Vineyard and CNN rushes a reporter there. Amazing. Yeah, that's because... They don't want to do reporting from the border. I think they they know what they would find when they report from the border, so they try not to. Just like they're not going to go to the inner city on a Saturday night in Chicago and chronicle what happens. These people all self-righteousy uh, went off for months on Kyle Rittenhouse for defending himself. Kyle Rittenhouse was a villain. The people who are killing other people in Chicago... Not villains. We just They're just not discussed. Yes, a final point. Now, Mary Bruce did ask Corrine Jean-Pierre about drowning or deaths of immigrants at the border, and this raises something important, and that is, you know, back on, I believe it was September 3, nine migrants died in the, in, they drowned in the Rio Grande trying to come across the border. They rescued like 50 of them, and nine of them drowned. Um, 
NBC, I think, had an anchor brief on this on a Saturday night with Jose diaz Uh ABC, despite Mary Bruce bringing it up yesterday, ABC didn't have it. CBS didn't have it, as far as I could tell. On September 7, Jake Tapper, on his show, had an interesting set of facts when we consider mass drownings. The U.S. Border Patrol has seen a record number of deaths for the 2021 to 2022 fiscal year that started last October 1st, right? So the fiscal year is October 1st to September 30. So the the death count so far, and we've got a few weeks to go here, or, you know, two weeks to go, 748 deaths and counting. Now, how does that compare? Priscilla Alvarez of CNN added now, to compare last fiscal year, there were 557 deaths. So that was from October of or October of 2020 to the end of September 2021. So that's basically, most of that is the Biden years, or a Biden year, a little bit of it being the transition from Trump to Biden. And then there were 247 deaths in fiscal year 2020. Now, this was probably, again, why would this happen? In part because immigration slowed dramatically under COVID, and it was still under Trump. But let's look at this one more time. Fiscal year 2020, 247 deaths. In the current fiscal year, 748. So we've tripled the number of deaths of migrants in the Biden era. But the Democrats and their media enablers are saying... It's the Republicans who are anti-immigrant. It's the Republicans who are playing games. You know, when they suppress a story to death, that's not playing a game. That's not a cynical strategy. That's just the way they do business. These people have used immigrants as pawns for decades. It's just that when they use them as pawns, they use them as, you know, little stand-ins that they can be heroes in their story. So usually the illegal alien is a dreamer who's a valedictorian or it's some, like, heroic uh, Central American. Ernesto wants to come out of the shadows. You know, this is the kind of coverage that we've, we've gotten is that it's basically it's this stick-figure narration where we have heroic illegal migrants... And the villains are uh, border state conservatives who are scared about the brown people. That's pretty much the way it's been done. I mean, as I've mentioned before, we did a big immigration study back in 2006. And what was interesting back then is, yes, George W. Bush was right with the Democrats in trying to grant amnesty to Central American immigrants. Um, you know, even when they discuss it now, what's interesting about what's happening at the border to anybody who's studying the border is it's not just now a bunch of people from Mexico and Guatemala. There's people coming across from all kinds of countries now pouring over the border. Why would they do that? Because the Biden administration has basically suggested the border is open. You know, they go on chat shows on Sunday and say the border is secure. Obviously, Immigrants believe that's not true or else they wouldn't be pouring over the border. So, you know, let's say this. You can, if you want to say Ron DeSantis shouldn't be playing games on immigration. Look, this game he did actually caused the immigration crisis to be put on the news 
Now, obviously, the only way it's going to come on the news is for them to be all angry at Republicans. That's the way they do news, because they're Democrats. But they've actually put this crisis on the, on the news agenda for everybody to consider. So even if you don't really like the way the game is played or the sound of it, you have to acknowledge the media is playing a game every day. They are out there every day to defend Biden. They are out there every day. So when the railway strike is averted, they all come out and say, it's a win for Biden. That's what we're facing. You know, we got a midterm election coming up. And then soon after that, they're going to start the whole 2024 presidential cycle because that's what the media does. I wish they would take some time, you know, give us the first half of the next year without endlessly speculating. Um, Anyway, everything that happens in the next several weeks is going to be to try to help Biden and the Democrats in the midterms. They are going to try to tell you that the polls are going in the Democrats' direction. They're going to try to tell you that somehow, you know, the entire female half of America loves abortion, and so the Republicans are in trouble. They do this in a lot of midterms when the Democrats are in danger. You could go back to 2014 and see it. You could go back to 1994 and see it. They're going to try to demoralize the Republicans and say it's not really as bad for the Democrats as it looks. And then they go back in their offices and say, God, it looks terrible. They are not always in the news business, people. They are in the messaging business. They are in the free advertising business. So don't get demoralized. If you want to see what's really going on, you want to keep your finger on the pulse of what these people are trying to do to this country, you come to Newsbusters once, twice, 24 times a day. Thanks for checking in with us today.